Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Just a minute. We really now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Merry Kevin, Christmas to you, oh, there he is. Kevin. I thought you'd left. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Well, no, I thought you had an ad lib. I, I, I did. Been sitting I, here. Okay. I did it. I did it, man. I was pausing. Well, I heard you. You didn't heard come you. back. Yeah. Okay. Well, I knew. Well, maybe Hoop Scoop coming up. Maybe Kevin can tell us again. You know, Nolan Richardson always used to say, "Kevin is not who starts, who finishes." This is the third straight game that starters have done very little, but the bench has done a lot. That's okay as long as you win, isn't it? It is. I actually wrote about this in my Stock Risers article following my game story last night. The bench, by the way, it's a little bit misleading as you're now bringing Tremont Mark off the bench. And we know Caleb Battle's an elite scorer who, yeah. who plays a six-man role and effectively has a starter's role when you look at his minutes, when he's on the court. Like you mentioned, Rick, who's finishing games, who's on the court to finish them. So we think of starters as guys that typically hold down those kind of roles, but not always. And now you throw a mark into that mix. In the last three games, Oklahoma, Lipscomb, and now Abilene Kristen, the bench has outscored Arkansas starters 161 to 61, plus 100, <laughs> plus 103 wow. games. When you compare Arkansas's bench to the other t- the opponent's benches, Oklahoma, Lipscomb, Abilene Christian, it's plus 97, 161 to 64. So effectively the same difference. Arkansas has not had a starter. Not one starter. It's been a revolving door in those three games, scoring double figures. Conversely, five different guys off the bench, playing off the bench, have scored in double figures. Mark twice, battle twice in those three games, and then Minifield, Lawson, uh, uh, Graham, and – no, excuse me, not Lawson. Minifield, Davenport, Jeremiah Davenport, uh, Makai Mitchell, and Jalen Graham. So, so you've got actually six players, excuse me, six off the bench who've scored in double figures at least once, some multiple times in those three games, not one single starter. I mentioned the margins. Um, but this is also reflective of the fact that Musman is not drilled down to a top 7-8 rotation. It's been musical chairs. He's playing 10 or 11 guys just about every night. Last night it was 11. And, and getting – now, we've seen Arkansas struggle this time of year or going into SEC play in previous years. I don't think we've seen quite this much activity in and out, especially in close games. And games were, you know, maybe some experimentation going on when Arkansas's in control. But, uh, you know, I think it says it speaks pretty plainly to the fact that this is the one, maybe the one outlier so far. Looking back, and now he's in his year, fifth year, Melsman just really still just scrambling, searching. I mean, they're going through two days in between games. They're, they're back to basic training, they're back to the training camp type of regimen. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Lipscomb, Arkansas played really well for 30 minutes, built a 20-point lead, 17 nothing run. Next thing you know, it's a one-point lead, and you're clinging to dear life and trying to find a way to get out of the building with a win. Last night, Arkansas played poorly in the first half, got down seven, was down by nine in the first minute of the second half, and then had an offensive explosion is what I'll call it. I mean, you shot over 64, you know, around 64% from the field in that second half. Five of nine from three, so 55.6% there. And he did really well at the free throw line, 22 of 28 throughout the game, set almost 79%. Uh, 
when you look at it from a statistical standpoint, this is the other interesting thing, guys. I did this was also in that article. Arkansas's won four of its last five games, as ugly as it's been sometimes and difficult. Four of its last five. None of those four opponents in those wins, including Duke, shot better than 39% from the field. None of them. When you look at it from the three-point line, only Furman shot better than 30%. When you add it all up, Arkansas held those four opponents to 38 overall percent shooting from the field and 29% from three. And because there's been so many close games, it tells you percentages are sometimes stats are deceiving because it's the hustle plays. Teams are shooting a lot more field goal attempts in Arkansas because they're getting loose balls, 50-50 balls, offensive rebounds. They're getting collecting more turnovers than Arkansas is able to generate, which creates possession, creates more shots. So even though when you look at it percentage-wise, you might, if you just looked at that and said, man, Arkansas's defense is getting the job done, it's been the hustle effort areas when I start adding it all up where Arkansas finds itself in these difficult games, win or lose, and we know they've lost their share for now, but twice as many as Muslims ever lost in non-conference play as a lead-up to SEC play. Yeah, minus nine in turnovers last night, uh, which would be, you, you sure wouldn't expect that against Abilene Christian. Uh, so to your point, may, maybe that's part of it. Okay, so after one game, we didn't know what to think. After two games, I think we know that Keon Mary, Maryfield is a good, uh, the minifield is a pretty good addition. Yeah, it's a, it's a small sample size. He played. The, he started the second half, and he's just different. I mean, Blocker has got ex- exceptional bursts, and he's more of an A to B downhill. So he gets by you on the first step, and it's a, mainly a straight line, and he'll attack the rim at six two. Minifield at six one. I like his arm, his wingspan, and arm length looks like it's uh, a plus for his height, his quickness. But he's an east west, uh, quick twitch, shifty kind of player. And you saw throughout that second half him creating space. There was a time where the defender was so worried about his drive that that he the defender got off balance trying to backpedal and it left Minifield wide open for a three on the left wing. Now he missed the shot; it skipped off the rim. It's a good-looking shot; it just didn't go stay in. Uh, but that's the kind of separation you don't see other Arkansas guards getting. I mean, Tremont Mark and Caleb Battle, as talented as they are, scores and veteran guys. They got guys hanging all over them, and you're. <laughs> You, you sometimes wonder how they even get those some of those shots off that go in for them, and it's pound, pound, pound the ball. It's kind of methodical. It gets eats into the clock, sometimes messes up the spacing. Sometimes those guys are so rim-focused, they don't see an off a teammate cutting that has an easier score. They just kind of get into their own. With Minifield, it's a little bit different. Again, he's creating space. He gets a numbers advantage. And I think as he continues to get comfortable with teammates and playing, he'll also facilitate off some of that creativity we might see even, you know, better ball movement from that lead guard spot. All right. I was about to head to the phone lines, but now I see that they're open. So I'll ask you this question, Kevin. Think back all the way from today. Well, actually be last year. uh, All the way back to your childhood. What is your all-time favorite Christmas present? What is your all-time favorite Christmas present. <laughs> this is easy. Uh, the birth of my son, my second child, he, he was born the 29th. His birthday's in, in a few days here next week. That's an easy answer. Uh, we knew he was coming. We thought he might he might be a Christmas Day baby. Uh, he baked a little. He stayed in the oven and baked a little bit longer. Um, but I count that as a Christmas gift. And, I, and you know, having three kids, I, I could say it about all of them, but he was right at Christmas time, so I'm going to go with that one. 
If you want, that's if that's too corny for you, I'd have to think a little bit harder. No, that's a good one. No, that's a good one. There's no better than that. The answer. I don't know. Randy, were you on with us when we asked Nolan about his birthday being two days after Christmas? No, okay, I was so, not. Okay, so Nolan's birthday is the 27th. Christmas is the 25th. We asked Nolan if he ever got slighted on his birthday because oh. of Christmas. And he said, well, here's the best story I can tell you about that. He said when his daughter Yvonne was alive, he said on Christmas she gave him a sock. And she said, he, he asked for, what's the deal? You, you just gave me a sock for Christmas? He says, yeah, I'll give you the other one for your birthday. <laughs> oh, my. That's funny. So he got a pair of that's socks. That's just slightly better than getting a lump of coal, probably. Yeah, that's right. So I don't know if your first your, your Christmas child gets suffers on the birthday because uh, it's so close to Christmas, but Nolan, Nolan got slighted on that one. I, I, I figured things out. I've gotten better as a parent over time, and I just kind of staggered guests. You know, I don't yeah. overdo it, but you want to make sure that you're like, hey, man, I understand that, or, that the other, your, your two siblings are both sisters. You know, they're, they're, they are they get the benefit of having theirs far enough away from Christmas where it feels like two celebrations. So I, I try to make sure he understands that we didn't, for, you know, haven't forgotten yeah. his birthday. Uh-huh. It just happens to fall on the biggest holiday sure. in the year. Sure. All right, so this is from our gangster. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was, I was no, we got live fan feedback. Museum, oh. yeah. uh, America, live fan feedback. Dave I think they're a hattery, of, too. I think they're a hattery, too. And hattery. Okay, I wanted to make sure I <laughs> no, threw that in there. I know. Well, the liner didn't tell me that I had to put hattery in there, but no, that's no, we fine. Don't, we don't have to anymore. That's right. Uh, Dave from Mulberry says, and Drew, I've got a question for you. Uh, uh, Meat Pig from Gillette wants to know your last name. So if, uh, okay, let's get Drew back in here. Okay, Drew. Meat Pig from Gillette wants to know your last name. Well, my last name is Slade, but my family's last name is Holtzauer. Okay. Yep. And you're not actually from Gillette. You're outside Gillette. No, my family's from Gillette. Yeah, my whole family was born and raised and has a farm down there, and they're down there right now, actually. So okay, do they, I guess do they I was look thinking some? Do they look and feel sharp? Do they look what? Do they look and feel sharp? <laughs> that, was, that was a Gillette. That was a Gillette commercial ah, in the old days. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, let me finish on Gillette. I mean Gillette. Uh, Mulberry Day. One cold Christmas uh, on one cold Arkansas Christmas. Okay, Dave, you still got to be reading this wrong. On one cold Arkansas Christmas, Mom, a single mother, bought me an Ambassador Garcia 5000 fishing reel and a six-foot warm worm rod. The reel alone must have been around $50, a lot of money back then. I still remember standing out in the cold, casting the lead weight in front in the front yard. It's unbelievable the amount of fish I caught. Those are truly cherished moments. Happy holidays, everyone. That's nice. Good story. It is believable that he caught a bunch of fish. That's right. All right, we will step away for a moment. Rick Schaefer along with Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of 
hogville.net. Thanks again to our friends at Fence Brokers. Back in just one moment. All right, we are rejoined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. Thanks again to Chris Walker in that game out at Fence Brokers. So glad to have uh, Kevin back with us. Um, well, let's, let's go to Big Keith in the house. He's he's waiting. Big Keith, welcome to Drive Time Sports. What is, your all-time, what is your all-time favorite Christmas present, Keith? All right. I got the greatest Christmas story ever. When I was in, like, 12 years old, back in the 80s, I lived in uh, Fresno, California, which is Central Valley, and they were doing a test market area for ColecoVision, which is the video game system, which was awesome. So I told my mom I wanted to get that for Christmas, and she was like, no, no. And then the guy told me, well, if you buy this, we're going to give you this card, postcard. You send it in, you get one of these upcoming uh, dolls for free. And I'm like, oh, okay. I said, I'll give my sister my the doll, and you give me the video game. So my mom bought it for me. Turns out we, we got a pre-release Cabbage Patch Kid by Coleco. A so Cabbage now, Patch Kid? Yeah. Yeah, it was made by Coleco. If you remember. Oh, I remember it well. I remember it well, <laughs> Cabbage and now, Patch Kid. Yeah, now, and they were they were just they were getting ready to release it or something, and she got one before anybody else even hit the market, and 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 now that thing's worth like a hundred thousand dollars or something. It's crazy. Well, now back then they were they were a hundred bucks. I mean, they were big ticket items back in the day. Well, yeah, but not not the limited edition free release. <laughs> so okay. so that that that's my best thing. And let me say thank you to Saracen for do for being here. I'm loving it, man. This. This past season, I hit a 14 pick with, with a $20 bet and won like 35000 So I was like, Oh, my gosh, right. Keith. Yeah, wow. I know, right? I had like three or four uh, underdogs, and they all hit. So, well, thank you. It was one of those stupid ones that you weren't supposed to win. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, hey. Obviously, you won, and there was tears <laughs> shed in Pine Bluff. Yep, i tell you what. Uh, here's what I was going to ask you about the new coach for, for the football team. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm driving in this. Mateos, right the offensive line coach? Or are you talking about Bobby yeah. P? Bobby, who'd you say? Petrino. Bobby? Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Petrino. Petrino. I, I'm excited about it, but I'm not so excited. And I wanted your piece. Hasn't he, since he left Arkansas, been fired from every job he went to within like two to three years. No, no, he left Missouri one. State. Got got fired uh, at Louisville. That's the only one he got fired, fired at Louisville. Yeah. Originally, he took another job. Yeah. but then he was oh, fired. Oh, Western from Kentucky went to Western Kentucky. Got the he job was not at fired Louisville. From Western Kentucky got then fired he was there. Not fired from Missouri State. No, and he was not fired technically no. from Texas A and M. No. Oh, I thought I thought they fired him at Texas A and M. Well, they weren't no. going to retain him when they fired the head coach, but that that okay. happens when when the head coach gets fired. A lot of assistants don't get retained. Yeah, well, that's being fired. That's <laughs> so anyway, not that being scares fired. me. That kind of worries me. But hey, uh, is that Rick? It is. Hey, Rick. 
I didn't know you were on today, so I didn't give you a shout out. Hey, Rick, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing fine. Thank you. Hey, that, that's all I have for today. Thank you for taking my call. Merry Christmas to Arkansas. Merry Christmas to you guys down there. I love you all. And uh, thanks for, for everything. Have a good day. All right, buddy. Merry Christmas to you, Big Keith. There's Big Keith in the house. Uh, Kevin, you were talking about a few moments ago, Coach Musselman continuing to tinker with numbers. Obviously, he went with six players in the second half last night, and one of the six only played about a minute and 22 seconds, if I remember correctly, Brazil, Trevin Brazil. So he basically kind of told, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, at least I'm, I'm reading between the lines. He kind of showed you his hand last night. These are the guys right now who I can depend upon. Right. Well, if you count Brazil, it was actually seven because it was it was Minifield, Mark, Battle, Devo Davis, four guards there. Then you had combos with Chandler Lawson uh, and Jalen Graham. Jalen Graham, um, okay. I think My those man. were the six that played the most. You're right, though. Brazil was kind of – I mean, I mentioned starters not scoring much in these last three games. I mean, that, you look at Brazil and Devo Davis, they've been, they've been the three constants there. So you're not getting, you know, Debo's not been an offensive producer, not been efficient there. He's been doing other things better than he has at other points of his career, including limiting turnovers. Made four big free throws down the stretch in this game, by, by the way, guys. Four, four in the final minute. That, that, you know, when you win by 10, that could be a difference of sure. maybe not winning or it's a lot closer than that. That's right. So he did a good job there. But, uh, but yeah, you're, I mean, Melsman did, I guess, drill it down in the second half of that game. Maybe. Maybe that's the forecast of what we might see going into Wilmington, which, by the way, upset Kentucky. Arkansas's got eight more days to prepare for that one before SEC play. All right, Kevin, Merry Christmas, and we will talk with you. Merry Christmas, guys. Next week sometime. All right, that is yes, Kevin McPherson. Better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks again to Fence Broker.